Hi, my name is Al the Great. I am lead designer and CEO of Good Steward Apparel, and welcome to Coffee and Collaboration. Yes, my new co-host. Woohoo! And I am Kimberly Winborn of Kimberly Winborn LLC. And I am the host of Coffee and Collaborations, which has been running for two years since April 2018 is when we started. Coffee and Collaborations podcast is about entrepreneurs. That's where we started. Our home was about entrepreneurs coming together and having the realization and inspiration to know that it's not about competition, but it's about us working together to get to our next level. And so we have had guests on providing information, providing tips, providing resources through over this past two years that have been able to help so many people that I've gotten from the feedback. And so we're plummeting forward and continuing to do new and hopefully you think amazing things around collaboration. And one of the things that we all know is this is a time that we are in a new situation, something we've never experienced before, COVID-19. And so today we have a special guest who is going to help us in a different lens than normal. We have some Miss Angela Highsmith Armstrong, and she's going to tell us about herself. But we're going to talk about this new in, in information that we got as parents that our children will not be going back to school for this school year here in North Carolina and a lot of other states. We've gotten the information that they're going to be right with us. And so we wanted to call on some experts who have been homeschooling their children to give us some tips, those of us who drop our kids off at school, <laughs> to give us some tips as to how to do this and be successful. Even the anxiety, all the things that we're dealing with. And so, Angela, can you tell us about who you are and why you even started homeschooling your kids? And then we'll move forward. Hello. Um, thank you for having me on the show. Um, um, my name is Angela Heisman Armstrong, as you have stated, and better known as Angela Yvette. And I always say that I'm a wife and a mom first because that's my first ministry. But then I'm also an author, a speaker, as well as a publisher, coach, and mentor, home educator, and we also have a trucking company. What made me start homeschooling is the fact that we had dealt with so many different schoolings for my oldest son. We have been in private school, charter school, public school, and we thought that we were going to be moving to a different county where I didn't have any idea of what the schools was about. And after praying, God was releasing to me homeschooling, something I'd never heard of before. So I began to research it out and I thought, like I said, we was going to move, but we ended up moving five miles away from where we were living into another home. And so... I put my son back in public school. But what ended up happening was I seemed to have been teaching him every day when he was coming home. I was wondering why. And it was because his teacher was allowing him to bring his classwork home. And so we was doing classwork and homework every night. So I'm like, I'm teaching you every day. And then we still was in prayer about it. And again, like you all, you know, you all was voluntold. I was voluntold by God. Y'all was voluntold by the government. But at the end of the day, we all was voluntold to homeschool. And it just became a snow day one day. And I looked at my son and said, this is your first day of school. 
Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, uh, thank, thank you again for joining us. That That is a very unique story. Like I, I've never... I've never heard homeschooling start that way. So that, that's a very <laughs> unique story. Um, and, and I know it has to be really hard with wearing so many hats. And um, I, I really have to kind of applaud you for, for being able to homeschool and being able to do all these other things. Definitely. You definitely get the super mom award. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She has to tell us, like, we were talking before the show. But you have to tell us all what it is, the audience, what it is that you do so that they can know all the hats that you wear. But let's try to skim it down to less than 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to take me 15 minutes to tell you everything that I do. But again, I am pastor of Powerhouse of Faith Ministry, where we have Cafe, we have cafe for Women and um, Creative Connection and Emil are moving a message as a part of a part of that ministry. I am the founder and CEO of Angelique Vet Global Maximum Success Living, which is my um, company where I am a vision coach and a life coach as well as a publisher. And um, we also do marriage mentoring and so many other different things that I do as as well as home educate. Yeah. So, that is amazing. Yeah, that's definitely amazing. And then don't forget the trucking company. <laughs> we do have that. <laughs> and look, and one to grow on. I have some other things that I do as a coach as well, um, as being a wellness advocate as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So holistic living. Holistic living and definitely entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. So one of the, the first question we wanted to ask you, Angela, was uh, throughout this time, so, you know, parents are, are stressed. And I know, like like me, you know, you have this, this thought, how much time should my kids be spending on, on doing homeschooling or just education throughout this time? What do you, and, and throughout that time, what is, what are the activities that, that that's all included? Is it reading? Is it online instruction? Do you put a little art and PE in there? Uh, give us an idea of how much time we should be, you know, the kids should be spending in uh, education at home. Well, um, it actually depends upon the grade. You know, okay. um, I know for me, when I first started home educating, I thought, that it was supposed to be set up, you know, just like your regular school. But in reality, it's not, you know, you can't turn your home into a school. And you also have to take in consideration when they are actually going to a public or a private or chartered school, there are other things that take place outside of the academic learning. So when you look at it as an elementary school student, typically, yes, you would add in the reading and the activities and different things, but their day will look like a high school student um, day because by the time you get to high school, you're spending about an hour in each subject a lot of the times because of the instruction and then the work. Whereas in elementary, you may not spend as much time because their attention span is less than that of a high schooler. And of course, you have to look at what the instruction is. Right now, those who are still having their children enrolled in a public school or a private school, 
then they may have some online instruction for some of them or pamphlets that they have taken home with them to do the work. So I would suggest that you take what the teacher has said supposed to be done for the week and begin to map it out for the week, making sure that the child will meet the deadlines that the teacher has instructed. But for those of you who are looking at home educating, you know, when I was dealing with my children in elementary, typically we would finish a little bit after, like we might have a little bit more that we're doing after lunch as far as instruction, but then they would go through their independent work, which in your language would be homework, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So for me, instruction time for an elementary stu student, I was finished by lunchtime. By the time they got into middle school or high school, it increases because the the lessons are lengthened. And it also depends upon what curriculum you're using. Yeah. That just made me think of a question. So um, do you allow, do you, you know how it, in regular schools there's graduations and all that? Like so fifth grade, kindergarten, and high school. Do you do that with your homeschooling kids? Do they have graduations at all those levels? Yes. Um, depending upon whether or not you decide to be in a homeschool support group, if you're in a homeschool support group, most of those groups have what we call end of the year celebration. And we do honor each level from preschool to kindergarten to elementary, going into middle school, into high school. Uh, we do honor that in those homeschool support groups. But even as for me in my house, you know, we have done that for, because for me, I split everything into four. So, you know, preschool is that two, three, four, five-year-old, mm -hmm. and then you graduate. And then then you go into elementary, which is the first, second, third, fourth. Middle school for me is fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. And then high school is ninth to twelve. Okay. So, yeah, so we do celebrate each milestone that each uh, each child has. Yeah, that's good. And I'm thinking about, you know, all the seniors and all the eighth graders and all the fifth grade, you know, all these different stages where you look forward to something, but they're having to be canceled as a result of COVID-19. And so if you had a senior or somebody at a, at a level where they're about to hit a milestone, what do you recommend for a parent? I was thinking of having a couple of events after this to just you know highlight those kids and have a celebration do you what do you recommend though for being in home a, as an activity or something to do to celebrate it even in these circumstances well you know what i do have a senior that's graduating this year mm -hmm. <laughs> so we uh for, for us our graduations will look different for each child mm -hmm. only because each one of our children are different for my oldest son we actually had a actual full-fledged graduation you know with a commencement speaker and all we had it all for him you know nice. and we put together the class of one you know for 2012 but he had that you know but he did not wear the cap and gown and all that because he didn't want to do that but i did ask him to put the cap on at least to turn the tassel with this one my middle son he doesn't want a big graduation like that so we are going to do a celebration for him after all of this is over and it'll probably look more like a cookout or something fun like he likes to do. So I would suggest that you, um, because you know your children, whatever it is that you know your children love to do, do something to celebrate with them. You know, because again, they have missed prom, they have missed senior, um, yes. their senior uh, trips 
or whatever that was being planned, they've missed that. And then they also missing out on the full fledged graduation. I've seen what some people have planned to do the Zoom and do Zoom parties and do Zoom graduations or drive by your graduations or whatever. But I think that for the younger ones, find something fun that they can do. And even if you have to just do something small in your front yard and have some people driving by, dropping off gifts to them with, you know, in celebrating them during that time, that would be awesome too, until we can get out of this pandemic and be able to go back into going into places. I think that that would be something that they might would enjoy to see their family coming by and waving at them and, you know, celebrating them and giving them gifts and stuff. That would be something that I know a little one would just absolutely love. Yeah, definitely. Angela, what do you think? Because you are you are one of those uh, women that, that wears a lot of hats. So for other parents that are still working from home, you know, having to do meetings, having to do calls, all these other things, what are some things that they can have their kids do while they're balancing uh, calls and meetings and all these other things they have to do with their regular job? Well, again, I still say that's age-based as well. Because if you have a little, little one, then you would have to find some sort of activity for them to do. Or you could have your older ones entertain the little ones as well. Maybe reading to them or doing some sort of craft or something that that child likes to do that will be in a different room from you. Uh, if they're older, you can do what I used to love. That When my son was in um, private school, they did this thing called Deer, Drop Everything and Read. And so I brought that right into my, my school here and I would do that and have them read. And like I said, I, I tell them, I don't care if it's the Bible, you're going to read and you're going to read for this amount of time, you know, every day. And so you can have them reading and then you can have them writing on what they read, mm -hmm. you know, so that can keep them, their minds occupied while you're working. Because I do realize that sometimes children didn't even realize how much their mothers and fathers was doing until now that they see them at home doing that work, you know? Yeah. And so now they get to see how much work their parents have to do. And so you have to begin to share, show that to them and be able to give them the opportunity to work while you're working. That's a good, that's good. Yeah. Um, I think about, cause you know, I'm here with, with my daughter. And um, I was speaking with you about this before, you know, just the the online instruction, I feel a little guilty, you know, about her being online so long. And so it was really helpful for me to hear that it doesn't have to be all day and, you know, to take some breaks and, you know, all these different things, because, you know, I'm thinking it has to go from nine o'clock to three thirty and structured and all of that. <laughs> and so it, it really helped me quite a bit to uh, hear that. And I think it's going to be beneficial in the long run uh, through this transition. And so when a lot of parents, we don't see the, we don't, we didn't, when we found out it was like, oh, my God. you know, and so what are some of the benefits for parents to kind of think about, uh, and just from your lens, to maybe help change somebody's perspective during this time, what is some, something that's a benefit that you found as a result of having your children there with you? that we may be able to find in the, during this time? Well, I'm going to say that for some parents, it may be a big eye-opener that, hey, the teacher won't wrong. <laughs> 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 you 
<laughs> like we just got to be able to put that out there. Hey, the teacher wasn't wrong. You know, this one is doing this or that. But one thing that's for sure is you get the opportunity to train your child mm-hmm. and to show your child some things that you may get, get to see as a result of you educating them. And then you also can be able to do things like I have um, advised other parents to do is teach your children how to study. Because if you teach your children how to study, they can do well in anything. And a lot of children don't know how to study. I'm pretty sure, like myself, you know, you had to study when you were in college and stuff, and they may not be teaching that skill. So you get opportunity to see exactly where your your child is, not based on the, the teacher's point of view, because now you're the teacher. So yeah. you get to see what they're doing and how they're struggling. You get to see how well they're organized or not so organized, how much work they're really getting done and and whether or not they're meeting those deadlines because I know that there are some teachers because this is new for the teachers too. And yeah. so we have to be sensitive to that. So some of the teachers may be communicating with the student via whatever platform that they're using and they're thinking that the parent is looking at that stuff too and the parent may be saying, I want you to work independently. And so they may learn that, hey, their child didn't turn in something or they didn't do this or that. And so you get the opportunity to see how responsible your children are. You get to see how, how well they're doing in certain subjects. You get to see even the things that your children were coming home and telling you about. And you might have not got to see the full picture, but now you've seen the lessons as well as the assignments because you are now the teacher, you know, (laughs) you get to see that and you get to be able to say, okay, let me help you with that. Then also you get to see where you may not understand certain things because I do know with some of the things that they do today is way different than what I do. And even what what I've done when I was in school myself, because I remember my my school time, but also me schooling my children, our curriculums look different than what your typical public school uses because we get to choose our own curriculum as home educators, just like private schools chooses their own curriculum. But when you're a charter school or a public school, you are stuck with the curriculum of choice that they yeah. choose. And so you may, you know, you'll get to see some of the struggles they may be having is actually some struggles you're having because you can't do it either. And so, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you might be like, uh, yeah, I see this and I don't understand why they have to do all this right here when once upon a time I could just do it like this. Cause I I thought to myself, really? Is that how it sounds like? It sounds like you talking about that new math. (laughs) That new math is something. But yeah. I was like, I mean, why are we doing this? All them cubes and stuff. <laughs> I get it only because I've seen it with my niece. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of looked at it a little bit for my sister to kind of guide my niece when she was younger. And I can understand even looking at some of the math problems that's been put before me during this pandemic. And I, I understand maybe the purpose of why they're doing what they're doing. But I still say, can you go back to doing it the old school way? Yeah, I, I, I still don't get it. it. It aggravates me. But now we have empathy, though. Like, now, now you can have some empathy. Like, yeah. oh, son, oh, daughter, I get it now. Yeah. 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 
And you also get a chance to listen and hear from your your child more. Because when you think about it, when you come home from work, or even if you're working from home and you've been working all those hours and they come in from school, you a lot of times are preparing the meal for dinner and getting them to sit down and do the homework. So you may not get that quality time to talk with them and to see where they really are, what they're really thinking. But mm-hmm. now you get to see that and you get to see you know, how they might be missing their friends, but then you also get to see if friends are lacking in their life and they may have had some issues with that and you get a chance to talk with them and bond with them a little bit more and let them see how much you really do care about their education, but also their emotional and mental well-being. That's good, yeah. That is, that's good. So I think I think this, this uh, and, and I did see that, that meme, um, you said that, Maybe the, the teacher was right. I saw a meme about that. <laughs> that that was that was pretty funny. And I'm I'm sure a lot of parents are coming to that realization that, you know, that, that teacher wasn't lying about everything. <laughs> Maybe you, you may have a bad kid. But the difference the thing about it is what I have learned because I have all boys. Wow. And I and I do know that and they spaced out. In fact, in age, they spaced out. I have a 25-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 12-year-old. So imagine even when they were younger, how that looked to have a, a baby and then an elementary student and a high schooler. You know, just it's different. Wow. And yeah. so when I think about that, I was thinking about when I first started schooling my second child because we started from the beginning with him, whereas with my first one, we started from fifth grade. So that's mm-hmm. a difference. And so... You have the impression of this child has to sit at the desk. This child has to do this work. And in reality, boys love to move. And they can't move in a public or private school setting as much as they can in a homeschool setting. And what I learned about my son was I was thinking, okay, you're not getting anything because you're moving around. But he was retaining so much, rolling that truck around, and rolling that car around, even though I'm talking and I'm teaching, he was retaining it all because he learned that way. He was, that's mm-hmm. just how it was. So you get to see how your child actually learned. Wow. And then you get the chance to say, okay, I understand in school, you're going to have to sit at this desk. So you're going to have to learn how to sit at this desk and, and pace yourself. But they're not always sitting in a desk either because I'm pretty sure in elementary schools, it's, they got to be still doing in the younger um, graze the centers or the different, you know, where they can move from space to space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the thing. They, I think they realize that children have to move, but yeah. some want to move a little bit more. So, of course, they can get labeled as being hyper or ADHD and all these other things that the children may not actually be. It might be just that they just like to move and, and learn. And they, yeah. so that doesn't make them a bad child. It just makes them a different type of learner, but they can't do it in that environment. So yeah. you have to be able to yeah. talk to them about that. That's Definitely. good. Definitely. So for the parents that, you know, you have a lot of parents who are entrepreneurs, who uh, wear multiple hats like you, and you kind of uh, talked about this, expanded on this question a little bit, but those parents that don't typically work a, a nine to five, how do they balance during this time with, you know, being an entrepreneur and also trying to educate their child? Well, I have to say prioritize. Prioritize what you're doing because if it's your business, you get to schedule your meetings accordingly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have to prioritize the fact that 
I have to make sure that my children are educated, but then I also have to make sure over here that my business is taken care of. And so you may have to begin to map out your week according to what it is that you have to get done and have the conversation with your children. It is so good to show them entrepreneurship. See, for me, I don't tell my children about entrepreneurship. I show them entrepreneurship. I show them what it looks like by doing. And yes, sometimes I do hear that you're in front of the computer a whole lot or you're in, they call this the studio, it's my office. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the studio so much, you know, and we, you know, you always doing a Zoom meeting, you know, something, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I know I need to schedule time to spend with them and then time to spend with my business. And so you're going to have to learn how to map that out, and especially for the ones who are doing online learning right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Because there are set times that those teachers are saying that they're going to be having actual time with the students where they're coming on whatever platform they're using, Google Classroom, mm-hmm. Zoom, or whatever. There's a set day and time for that. So you're going to have to make sure that your child is able to be online with their teacher when they are live with them. You know, but then other than that, you also have to make sure that you schedule the time where your child will be online. Like Kimberly was saying, you know, she's feeling guilty because her daughter was, you know, online so much Mm -hmm. that you can split it up. And you have to understand that if the teacher is not saying up there with them Mm -hmm. and they are going on their own to look at stuff, then you get to schedule that at certain times. So if you know you got a 10 o'clock major meeting, then you may have to give her something else to do while you're doing your meeting. Right. So that's the kind of things you have to learn how to do is kind of, you know, know how to map it out and know how to work it such that your business doesn't suffer, nor does their education. That's and right. And sometimes you can include them because it's your business. Include them. How about hire them? <laughs> I like, that's I like good. that. That's good. That's a great, uh, well, you know, my financial lens, her tax write-off or tax benefit. You <laughs> can. <go>. You can. <laughs> <laughs> Call me if you want more information. So uh, <laughs> this has been great uh, tips, great information. We absolutely appreciate you uh, for joining us on the podcast. I, I know for me, like every time I talk to you, and then we had another guest the other day that we were able to talk to to get some tips. I'm sitting here like mm-hmm, just soaking it all up for myself. And I'm hoping that people who are hearing this are feeling the same way and feeling a bit better you know, about this whole transition. Because we're, I mean, as parents, we already feel a great responsibility. Some people feel guilt taking their kids to school and then, you know, not really getting to spend the time with them that they like. Now we have them and we feel guilt about having, I mean, we just always feel guilty. And so just having resources and people to help us to release some of that is always really good. Now, Al, you want to say anything to Angela before we close out? Well, Angela, thank you again for for coming on and and joining us and giving us all those amazing tips. Yeah. And, you know, sharing your experience. And hopefully, you know, this conversation, it was able to, you know, be able to decrease some of the anxiety for some of these parents and be able to reach out and and find some resources and just just help these parents throughout, throughout this difficult time. How can parents get in touch with you if they have more questions? Well, um, they can email me at Dear Angela Yvette. That's Dear Angela Yvette. And, and Yvette is Y V 
B-E-T-T-E at gmail.com. So Dear Angela Bet at gmail.com. Also, if they're on Facebook, if they want to be a part of my group, it's called Moms Who Lead. They can request to join that group and they will get weekly um, midday, midweek power where I come on and talk to the moms every single week on Wednesdays at 12 noonish. And I do say noonish. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so if they want to join that group, they can. And so, yeah, so they can feel free to reach out via email or participate in the group and get the benefits for being in the group. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we want to thank you all for joining us once again on another episode of Coffee and Collaborations. Um, I'm excited. Once You know, I have this great co-host now. So I'm giddy every week for the past few weeks that we've been recording and then I also get to be with a great guest who I admire and adore um, as a friend, but also as a mom and as a leader in our community and a source of information that gave us some amazing tips tonight. So thank you again, Angela. Thank you, Al. Uh, you guys got to go and check us out at coffeeandcollaborations.com. Will you find out more information, look at previous episodes, and then also you can go to uh, see us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, check us out on Instagram, and follow us. Let us know who we need to talk to. Who do we need to interview? Who do you know out here that's doing some amazing things? You can email us at info at coffeeandcollaborations.com. And last but not least, Coffee and Collaborations has expanded to be a media company, and we will be launching our first television show, premiering Thursday night well we just premiered it Thursday last thursday night so you have to go back and catch us on facebook live at love and flow tv to watch that so that again aired on april the 30th and so go to facebook live to check that out and it'll also be at coffee and collaborations media on youtube so make sure to follow Love and Flow TV, our first television show under Coffee and Collaborations Media. Thank you so much for joining us and for joining us every week. Share us with a friend. Al, did you have anything to say? I hate to leave. If you had something to say. I'm always like, he's down there. <laughs> now again, again, you know, I am I'm happy to be here as a co-host. I am Al the Great, uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you on the next episode of Coffee and Collaborations. All right, guys. Now, you don't have to have the coffee, but you got to have the collaboration. That is essential. So go out here and shine, and remember, your win is in collaboration. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>